I'm Jen, and welcome to another episode of Monogamish Pod. On this week's episode, this is your first and only episode for Kingtober. I am definitely been behind and I have nothing but excuses, so instead of giving them to you, I'm just going to dive right into the episode. In this week's episode, I'm talking to the founding four of the Naughty House. Now, the Naughty House is a Black, femme-founded, femme-focused, non-traditional BDM house, and it's centered on Blackness, rope bondage, biodiversity, education, and pleasure. Now, you know, all those things sound like fantastic things to me. And unfortunately, even though I said the founding four, we only have three of the founders with me today. I had Naughty Lotus, Nephi Chaos, and Plush Bunny. Unfortunately, Alley Cat could not join us, but of course, she was felt there in spirit. So without further ado, here's a conversation with the Naughty House. Hello, everyone. I'm Jen, and welcome to another episode of Monogamish Pod. On this week's episode, I'm here with the Naughty House. The founding four, well, there are four of them, but I only have three in house today because Ali Cat is unfortunately not able to make it. She sends her regards and we're just going to keep doing the thing. We were talking about blackness, bondage. I'd never heard of a BDSM femme-led rope house before, but here we are. It is Kinktober. We're trying to get this information out here to people who need it, aka the black women. Just so you know who the Naughty House is, it is a black femme-founded, femme-focused, non-traditional BDSM house led by the founding four, you know, Naughty Lotus, Plush Bunny, Nephi Chaos, Alley Cat. It's centered on blackness, rope bondage, biodiversity, education, and pleasure. All that sounds good to me. So I'm going to let the individual members of the founding four introduce themselves. You can start with Naughty Lotus. Why don't you tell us who you are, what you're doing here today? Here to see me. I know I look great. Thank you. Hi, Jen. It's always a pleasure to see you. Naughty Lotus here. Queer, poly, black, femme, all the things. Budding rope top. Rope bunny submissive, but budding rope top. I tie people now, so that's a thing. Co-founder of the Night House. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Plush Bunny, you're up next. Yes, yes. I'm Plush Bunny. Plushy for short. (laughs) I am definitely the rope bunny bunny of the house. I'm doing a lot of self-tying and eventually rolling into also topping. So I'm excited for that. And yeah, Polly is F as well. <laughs> love it. Love it. Thank you so much. And then Nephi Chaos, I'm going to take it over to you. Hey, everyone. Hey, Jen. Nephi Chaos or Goddess Nephi Chaos. I am a primal sadomasochistic switch Dom leaning, and I, of course, have a love of rope bondage. It is a joy. It's it. It's the Japanese aspect and the art of it uh, that kind of drew me in. I am a. I love Japanese. I love Japanese culture. Um, I am queer and poly, and I'm just chilling in these kinky streets. Making a name for myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like there's a common thread here. Queer and Polly. I wonder how that happened. You know, <laughs> things happen that way when your friends are your friends, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's it's always so interesting when we have this conversation. I know this is a huge intersection between polyamory and kink culture in some communities and I'm a newbie to kink, so all these terms and things are very new to me. I'm going to events for the first time. I'm like, oh, what are y'all doing over there? That looks exciting. And so I can tell you, I've actually met Nephi in real life. which is one of the first people that I met when I moved to D.C. unintentionally <laughs> because I went to an event and she was there. And I was like, what are you doing over there? That looks exciting. I want to I wanna do that. Can you try that on me just a little bit? I just want to see it. Okay, that was nice. Thank you. <laughs> And of course, I know Nadi through other social events. We have a lot of mutual friends in common. We we have a lot of people in common, <laughs> and we just we just be out here. I think Plushy's the one I'm least familiar with. So forgive me if I ask some basic questions of everyone. Despite you all, you know, some of you knowing me, some of you not, because I want everyone to get to know you. Not the same way that I do, because I'm a little jealous, but just just enough that they feel connected to the Nadi House. Just enough. So I'll start with some basic terms. You mentioned rope bunny, submissive top. Can you sort of tell me what some of these basic rope terms are so that I am tuned in and the audience who is unaware of anything about rope is tuned in as well? 
As the resident rope bunny, Flush, I'll let you answer it. <laughs> it's so funny you asked that question because earlier I was having a conversation where Alley Cat was kind of uh, distinguishing the difference that she draws between a rope bunny and someone who just bottoms for rope. And she did say, she mentioned how there's a different sort of a dedication and a, a different set of a, the sentiment and the, the energy that's put into rope and the, the way that rope is seen to that rope bunny is, is, I would say, a little bit more invested, a little bit more intense. <laughs> and it's a little bit more like a, like a part of their actual identity, their kink identity. Because, um, you know, you can bottom for something and you just really enjoy the thing. But a rope bunny is someone who's saying this is like my one of my number one kinks. I'm invested in learning how to be a really good bottom and what all that entails. Gotcha. So what just... makes a really good rope bottom? <laughs> First of all, recognizing what safety framework you would subscribe to. And I always tell people you got to know your shit. Like if you're going to call yourself a rope bunny, that means you've invested time in educating yourself. Um, educating yourself on the risks in rope bondage. I think a lot of people underestimate how risky and um, it's just as dangerous as any of the kink that we engage in. Um, so there's always risks to make sure to make sure that you're cognizant of um, how to mitigate things when, if something does go left. Um, areas on your body to avoid rope. Um, it's not only the rope top's responsibility to know what's right and what's wrong when it comes to a rope scene, um, because as a rope bottom or rope bunny. You have to know, um, you know, you have to also be responsible for knowing those things because you don't want to harm yourself either. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for clarifying that. Rope is kind of scary to look at if you don't know what, what's going on. People, you know, bend and twist and get hung upside down. I'm like, my body can't do that. Can it? I don't think well, so. You see, you see what you just said? My body can't do that. And I think that's one, one of the main motivators uh, behind um, the Naughty House is that your body can do that. You're, everybody's body can be in rope. Everyone can do rope. Um, that's another thing about being a, a skilled rope bottom is understanding your body, your your physical limitations, and understanding that there can be everything can be modified for you to be able to do it. Um, it's, it's not one size fits all. Um, and that's the beauty in rope. Like you can make a lot of different things, you know, look different on, you know, different body types. Like it's, it's not impossible at all. As long as you got enough rope, you can do what you want to do. Yeah. We say rope is for everybody and everybody. Okay. See that, that's what I like to hear. Cause I know when you see a lot of rope stuff, usually out there, it tends to be a little, um, clear mm-hmm. and a little stick like. So that is also why, you know, aside from knowing, so if you, I was very interested in the Naughty House because I was like, wait, y'all talking about people who are bigger than a size two? Y'all, this is amazing. And not only that, Black people, tell me more. Like, let's, let's talk more about rope. Let's talk more about kink. Let's talk about why you wanted to found the Naughty House. What, how did this idea come together to take these nice interests in kink and rope and create a BDSM house. Only thing I know about houses, just so you know, it's from Pose, and that is not BDSM. So I just, yeah. <laughs> well, that's my question, I guess. Um, so this story is everyone loves this story. It's a funny one, but basically, it started with me having this idea, being, you know, a rope bunny who had been tied for a long time, been getting tied for a long time. Um, the pandemic hit, and you know, self ties became a thing for a lot of people in the rope community, you had to, if you still wanted that need met, you had to figure out how to do it, right? Um, Along that journey, as things opened up, I started to meet new people in the kink community, especially in the DC area. So Nephi and Alley Cat and Plush, why not Plush from other kink activities as well. Um, And thinking about what was missing? What did I think was missing? I, like I said, someone who's been in the kink community for quite some time, 2010, 2011, I was like, there's, you know, there, where where are our people? Where are, you know, the Black women who are tying and suspending? And there, were, there are a few out there, right? Like paying homage to those who came before us, Kish Abrams, Corpiana, they're out there, right? But not as a collective. So I, <laughs> in the shower was like, yeah, this is going to be it. Got out the shower and I text them all, each individually, and I said, I'm not high, but, and I just like word vomited this idea, and Plush was probably, I think Plush might have been the first person I text, and her response back to me was, 
So you were thinking about me while you were in the shower? I said, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Focus on what? That's why she laughed for cracking up. That's why I was like, yes, but also, what do you think about this? And I actually did text Plush first as the other rope bunny, because at the time I wasn't tying anyone else. So it was like, as a rope bunny, you're a rope bunny. How are we getting this need met? And how can we also be leaders in the community, right? So sometimes as S-types or submissives or bottoms and all these different things, people only see you as people who can lead. So I also wanted to be strategic in who I also asked. I wanted to pick other Black women who um, have bottoms, do bottom, may identify as switches because they understand both sides of the slash. Um, I wanted to pick women who were creative and outspoken and, you know, on their way, right? So that was how Nephi and Alley Cat uh, got involved. And thankfully, they all said yes to me. And, you know, we just kind of been rocking and rolling since then. Um, so this was back like April, May. And then in July, we had our first photo shoot, which everyone, you know, kind of broke the internet a little bit with that. <laughs> and then in August, we had our debut Naughty House event. So we've been out and about since then, but that's kind of the, the story. But for me, it was really, really the why was grounded in not making not providing a seat at the table, but making our own table. And that yeah. was important to me. No, that absolutely makes sense. And I like this table. I'm just saying, I might want to hang out here. I, like I said, <laughs> I, I don't know a lot about rope. So this is me. The first time I ever even had rope on me was the last time I saw Nadi. Yeah. Which was a couple months ago. And I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. It's only on my hand. That, that's okay. Then I started thinking about, oh, but then when it gets into the other places, that, that requires a lot more rope than we have right now. A lot more time, too. <laughs> we, we don't have that time. You said, of course, in the pandemic, you, if you were a rope bunny or a submissive, you had to learn how to, I guess, top yourself in a sense. Does anyone want to speak to what that experience was like? Don't worry, nephew. I'm not ignoring you. I'm, I'm going to come to you as well. Don't worry. For me, I it was grounding. Um, so I started self-tying shortly after my partner passed. So it was calming for me. It was, um, distracting. Let's be honest. <laughs> it was, I could clear my mind because I'm so caught up in this, this note, this not, I'm so caught up in this tutorial that I can't even think about a grieving process right now. I can only focus on Am I choking myself? You know what I mean? Like, how can yeah. I, like, or, or does this look cute? Does this look ugly? You know what I mean? So for me, it was, it was a huge part of being able to stay sane and connected to kink, right? Kink is a big part of who I am as an individual. So being able to still engage in some ways. And as a bottom, I'm used to the things being done to me. So again, no events are happening. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, how can I still get some, some joy from this, some, some calmness from this. So for me, that it was a lot of, it was a big part of being able to, to move through grief, but also learn something new and like stay, stay sane. So self-ties became super important. I would say for me, my self-tying journey actually didn't start till post-pandemic. Well, I guess we're not quite post-pandemic, but um, it's relatively new because my, my journey on rope really started off as something like a super intimate thing with me and a partner um, that kind of was like kind of centered around that kind of, that connection versus um, trying to expand into finding my own kind of like rope identity. So when um, Jareed asked us about the Naughty House, I, I realized that this would be my opportunity to kind of like explore my rope journey outside of the context of just that, that intimate connection and seeing how is my rope identity going to evolve like you know what other parts of myself can I reach um and so well to speak towards like the self-tying what I found is like well rope has always been a grounding and um a grounding feeling for me it's always been that kind of way but it's also empowering to be able to ground yourself and self-soothe in a way like Naughty was putting up you know you're you're caught up in learning the knot and trying to fix the ties this tension right um, why is this thing not working? I've done this thing like three times. Like in the video, it said, you know, like, so like you kind of, it's, it's kind of like, and then when you get it or like, you know, if you have to try it two or three times, um, it's like, um, you know, you're just, you're still progressing. And so it's like almost like another sense of uh, accomplishment. 
and uh, another sense of uh, another like kind of category of self-empowerment for me, I would say, um, it's also very cathartic. So it's helping me actually with my spiritual practices as well. Um, so yeah, so, you know, it, 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 sometimes it's been, it's been it. All this sounds fantastic. Thank you both so much for sharing that with me. I appreciate the vulnerability here. And so Nefi, I know that you are top leaning, but technically a rope switch. So I guess the pandemic would have been slightly different for you as someone who I wouldn't say you usually top, but top leaning probably means that you do usually top. So what was that like for you going through that experience of potentially not being able to engage in that way? Uh, dependent on the the kink, to be completely honest. With rope, I could easily tie myself. I just, all I need is a full body mirror and some rope. I can either try to tie, try to remember some ties. I can be like, you know what? I like this tie. I'm going to copy what it is on a picture because I can't find a tutorial. Or I'm subscribing to different rope studies for me to learn different ties how to put different ties together that I probably wouldn't even have thought of it myself so when it came to rope it wasn't I wasn't uh lacking when it came to uh fire or knife I could I don't know I'm a I'm a fire bug <laughs> and I'm a lover of knives so it's like it's I can do that on myself <laughs> So I didn't technically need a body for that. But at the same time, I also had poly partners who I could be like, hey, I'm going to tie you to a chair. And they'd be like, okay, you want to throw some blindfolds on? Like, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> I want BPG first. Let me learn this tie real quick. So it's it all depends on the kink, to be completely honest. But I wasn't really um, lacking in a sense. But having other people having other kinky people around, that's where I was lacking. It wasn't kink wise. It was where my people at. I can definitely imagine that. The pandemic was very isolating for a lot of people. Even if you had partners or live with family or whatever, there's still a level of isolation because there's that kind of like fear in the back of your head, right? Like, how can we keep safe? How can everyone I love be safe? And so I, I totally get that. We weren't gathering anywhere. We tried online gatherings, but... I'm guessing that setting yourself on fire on Zoom is not quite as thrilling as it would be to set someone else on fire in person. No, I mean, that, that to me, it just doesn't sound as fun. I don't know. It's like, here, look at me do this to myself. There we go. I'm done. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's always, I, I need the, like, right, I'd be like, ooh, that feels good. But I like the reaction. Like the wiggle of the oh, what is that? By the time you really feel it, it's already gone. What you what you went for? <laughs> I got you. You ain't gonna be set on fire. I got you. See, this is the kind of gentleness and the, this kind of sweetness that I like to hear. It's like I'm not gonna let you get hurt. It doesn't mean, by the way, that I'm calling Nephi soft. I'm just <laughs> saying that you need someone who is very experienced and knowledgeable about things that could actually hurt you. Absolutely. And you also need to be aware of your own body. Like you're like, Hey, I'm actually not quite comfortable with this. Can we not? And you need someone who could be like, you know what? You're right. Let's, let's, let's reframe this. What are you comfortable with? How can we make this happen? So I know that of course, education, pleasure, and I guess consent is a huge part of all of this when it comes to the naughty house and to kink in general. I know that you want to represent Black people, diverse bodies, and the rope bondage community as a whole to foster this kind of community that was missing. So you started the Naughty House. Where are we right now? Like, how do you feel the community responded to the Naughty House? So the community showed out when we showed face. Oh my God. The love that we received the, I didn't know you was working on this. Why you wait? What? I didn't know. What you kept it a secret? Yes. We held it close to chest, close to breast, because we wanted to make sure that we were completely ready when we completely, when, you know, when we came out, y'all saw the photo shoot again, like Nadi said, we broke the internet. Four beautiful bodies in nude color lingerie, wrapped in rope, 
you ain't gonna find it nowhere else. And if you do, we did it first. Okay. <laughs> this photo will be in the show notes, by the way. I will be sure to include it for everyone to see it. Thank you so much. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. It's yeah, I I love it. I honestly love it. People love what we are doing. We get so many compliments about it. Keep it up. And it's only up from here because suspension is next. <laughs> Check mark. Wait. Who suspends? Who suspends or who has been suspended? So we've all been suspended by different people, but we've all been suspended. I think we all technically been suspended by Kish Abrams. Um, I've been also been suspended by Solomon Abrams. And Ellie Katz and myself will be suspending soon. So coming to a point near mm-hmm. you, we will be there suspending plush body. Okay. I volunteered as tribute first. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, you know, you know, I'm, 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 it's me. I think that. You know we got you. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but to add on to what Nephew was saying, the love and, I mean, the actual support, like people donating things to our events from time, money, their resources, connecting us to people that are going to help us get things done that we need to get done. Um, people offering their services for us, um, trying to link, you know, Black-owned or like entities to other Black-owned entities. And so I think that it's not as more than just us getting a bunch of like likes and our pit going viral, whatever it is. It's like the actual tangible like support that people have been showing. And I mean, people that have been in the game for a while, like telling us, hey, you know, you guys are really breaking ground and pioneering something. And, you know, those kinds of things mean, I think the absolutely absolute most to us. Like, yes, we're evolving as you know, rope tops and bottoms. Um, you know, we're, we're evolving as women and, you know, in, in finding ourselves in what it is that we're doing. But also, like, people are real life, like, in real life, like, hey, you guys, this space was needed and you guys are filling up, filling a need. So I think that's, that's the ultimate, like, most motivating thing that I, for me, I think for all of us that we've been hearing that, this space was needed and you guys are actually feeling it. It's been a little bit overwhelming too, though, because it's like, wow, y'all want us here, 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 here. So we're also learning how to say yes to what's really fulfilling to us, what is aligned to our mission and vision, um, what will grow us in our personal and house journey and goals, um, and also figuring out what we have to say no to right? We can't be everywhere. We can't do everything. So that has been um, a process, right? Because we we love the support that we've gotten and people are, so, we're, we're appreciative, but we can't, we can't just, we can't be everywhere. You know, it's impossible. And we also have our own goals and mission to fulfill. So if we're putting energy towards your project and towards your event and towards your idea, then we're also not feeding ourselves, right? So we got some really great advice from um, a mentor who told us that we have to give from the abundance. We have to give from the overflow. So we're making sure that our cup is running over and is full so that we can give. Um, and that's kind of where we are now. So after our event on November 12th, there'll be a little bit of a slowdown because we need to, you know, make sure we're ready to go in the new year for sure. But it's been like Plush said, like Nephew said, it's been amazing. Absolutely. I think more than any of us could have imagined. Yeah, because I mean, I, I'm i not going to lie. I see y'all everywhere nowadays. Like th- this, especially right now in the fall, like y'all are everywhere. I'm like, okay, hello. And I can never be anywhere y'all are at because of my stupid work schedule. I don't want to talk about it. But um, what I will say is that I know that you had your first event. I think it was what? We're in October. That would have been last month, right? September? Or was it August? Our first event was in August. See, all the months blend together, but it was recently. It was recently. So what was that like, putting on that first event? I'm not sure if you have all put on kinky events individually before, but putting on that first event as a house, what was that like? It was great. You know, it went off very smoothly. There weren't really many hiccups. The presence of the people who came in, everyone commented on the vibe. Um, People commented on it just being different. Right. So there were very there were there, there was a nice mix of people who were new to King Spaces and people who were veterans to, to King Spaces. And from the new people, it was, wow, this this is what a King party is like or this is what this can be. And from the from the veterans, it was like, oh, y'all doing something different. This is this is nice, you know, and I think it was small touches like we sent a post survey. People were like a post survey. Y'all care about our opinion. You know what I mean? And like, we had like 90% response rate to the post survey. So people did want to tell us about 
you know, the event. People came from Philly, Jersey, um, New York. Like, so it was just the people who showed up were also just, we were very thankful. I mean, we had a little fangirl moment when Zeroya came and we were very thankful for their presence. Um, and, and other veterans were in the building too, right? So it was just to see who showed up for us. Like Plush said, the actual tangible presence means so, so, so much. Um, so I think our first event was really, was really good personally, you know. <laughs> I agree. It was, I think one of my favorite moments was actually someone who was new to sharing a kink space, like how we were sharing. Um, she started her kink journey during the pandemic and never really had a chance to go in person to something. Um, and I was able to, you know, we, you know, I was able to help her learn how to negotiate a scene. And she ended up with the, you know, rope top that actually lived really close to her and who she's able to now, you know, explore more, more of the rope things that she wants to explore with. So I think that that, that moment was when I realized, I was like, okay, so we actually are like, you know, this teaching thing, like this, this, like making a change on somebody, helping somebody with their kink journey is like a real tangible thing. And even as something as small as reassuring someone who's a little bit anxious or nervous about negotiating the scene, helping them like, you know, remember, Hey, there's, there's, there's some basic things you should always ask anybody, no matter what kind of scene it is. And, um, and actually introducing her to the top and like, you know, she bang. So like, I think, that was one of my favorite moments for the meeting. It was like, we're actually doing this thing that we set out to do. We have a saying, our tagline is get taught, get tied, get turned mm -hmm. on. So when you come to a Naughty House event, all of those things are going to happen. You're going to have an opportunity to get tied. If you want to, you're going to get taught because education is one of our tenets and you're going to get turned on because who's not turned on by four beautiful black women in rope, you know? So... <laughs> We, we just encourage people to, to come to our stuff and whether it be a Zoom kickback, whether it be us being at Black and Kinky DC or our own curated events, we're just hoping that people are, you know, engaging with us and having a good time when they come. Yeah, we love it. The That event, it was so amazing. It really was. It was so, so amazing. The vibes that we got from everyone, everyone from BK, uh, our kink tribe came in and showed us support, personal friends, and just like you know, mentors, just everyone. I loved it. There was someone in a separate chat who came to me prior to the event because this was her first time going to a kink event. So we did the whole negotiation scene prior to she was kind of nervous. Um, and then her, her daddy was nervous, kind of like kind of worried for her um and I do understand so I talked to the both of them recently she started tying her daddy now so um oh. yeah so she sent me a picture and was like look what I did oh my gosh and sent me the picture and was like oh I'm sorry I just came in and didn't check on like how was everything I was like no hold on let's let's go back to this rope you did good <laughs> let's go back to this rope I'll tell you how I'm doing later but let's go back to this rope she did very good and I asked her how did her daddy feel in rope bottoming as they never, you know, bottomed in rope before. And they were a little squirmy, a little nervous. So I had to tell her a couple tips and everything to kind of uh, be mindful of and to talk about, you know, later on down. But I, I'm I'm happy about the progress. And she's also coming to our next event. And she said that she's highly uh, excited about it. And her daddy may possibly be there as well. So I'm I'm just... I'm just, I'm just loving this journey. Yeah. All of this sounds fantastic. I love that the education is a huge part of what you do, right? The getting taught is like, yeah, sure. You know, the tide and turn on makes sense. <laughs> it's a rope event, it's a kick event, but the getting taught part, I think is what's missing from a lot of events that people try to invite you to as a newbie. <laughs> I guess that's probably the best way of saying it. As someone who is new to the King scene, who'd never been to any kind of event before last year, it I'm spoiled because now I, I see what it, it, it could be like. And I feel the same way about polyamory, right? I've been polyamorous for a, a billion years, but engaging in online spaces in the US is very different from the practice I was doing in person before. So I'm like, oh, wow, I'm kind of spoiled. I don't really know about all of this stuff that y'all are talking about. Like, why are we debating this? But isn't that obvious? Like, why aren't we doing it this way? So thank you for spoiling me, I guess is really what I want to say. I appreciate it. So now, I mean, it does not going to make me snooty or anything, 
but I'm going to be like, oh, this event is not like the Naughty House event. I don't know if I I feel comfortable going. I'm not sure. Talk to me some more about what your education practices are like. What what does your consent practices look like at this event? I don't know. Um, like, does anyone did anyone get vetted before they came here? Because y'all do thorough vetting. I realized the vetting form. I was like, okay, this is very detailed. I appreciate that because you want to also have safety at these events. The last thing you want to do is have someone show up who is not interested in upholding the values that you have set forth correct absolutely absolutely you definitely don't want that vetting is important consent is important education is important like nothing that we do we can't get to the fun shit if we're busy like running around trying to double check that this person is not actually harming this person whether it's with the actual rope or making someone feel like this space is not a safe space for them you know all that jazz like nobody can have, who can have fun when you're looking over your shoulder all the time like, it's the, it's the utmost importance for us. So now I'm going to ask, uh, people will think it's a touchy question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So of course, you're promoting representation of Black people and diverse bodies. So do you allow, quote unquote, only Black people to come to your events? Or do you have some other people who may attend at times? I, I'm going to unmute and come on this one quick, because we all have strong opinions about this. Um <laughs> We are, we, we had by, these are BIPOC events. Plush and I naively did not think non-BIPOC people would be up in our DMs. We did not think about it. So we did not advertise it as BIPOC events, but for the event on the 12th, we have had to um, send some kindly worded emails back to people and say, we appreciate your support. However, this space is for BIPOC um, rope enthusiasts and mainly black people, right? Um, and we just didn't, I didn't expect it. I, I know we just did not. And that, you know, I don't, I don't consider, I just don't, I just don't, I don't consider them when I do things. So mm-hmm. it wasn't on my mind to think, oh, I need to put a paragraph on this vetting form that says, are you BIPOC? Yes or no. If no, please click off of this form. You know what I mean? Like it just never exactly. came to my mind. Um, so that has been an interesting thing this go around because for the first event, it was, a, it was, it was much more people who really, really knew us or like one degree of separation this event, because it's been advertised in a lot of other places, our Instagram following is up to like over a thousand followers. So we have more, you know, people eyes on us that there have been just some interesting inquiries that we've had to be like, Oh no, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you thought this because our events are small. We only, there's a 45 person capacity, you know, all of those things. Like, so no, <laughs> you know, like, no, if this is a byproduct. <laughs> yeah. I think um, when, <laughs> it, 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 did, it did catch me off guard, but I think it also just speaks to like, we were just talking about being spoiled, right? Like I think it speaks to the fact that we're so insulated in our black kinky, like tribe community, like the folks that we always do this thing with that. I mean, I really was, I forgot, I, it doesn't even, cause we don't even in, like, I feel like encounter them uh, like unless we're in like a shared, some kind of shared space or whatever it is. Like, so it was just so, it was funny, it was jarring, it was also like, you know, just a reminder moving forward that, you know, the spaces we want to curate, um, we can't just take for granted because, you know, we, we're we so like, we're used to how our, our circles run. Um, I, I think we also underestimated how far we're reaching to because I was like, yo, where, <laughs> where did you see this? <laughs> um, I mean, it's great that it's getting that far reach, but I mean, you know, we're just learning how to, you know, go ahead and clear, we're going to have to clarify, you know, fine make sure this is known um going forward yeah you may not be able to attend the event but how about purchasing a class though you can do that still show support because again like we see slim white bodies being tied we see slim white bodies being photographed we see plush white bodies being suspended we see plush white bodies being tied but as soon as one of us is asked by a white rigger that we see who suspends heavy bottoms oh no i don't i'm not suspending or i don't suspend plush bodies or i've seen a screenshot where someone went to a photographer and they were like oh i only photograph 
bodies that photograph well. I don't, yeah, I only, I only photograph bodies that photograph well. I only photograph slim bodies and I don't tie heavy bodies. I only teach how to tie. And I'm just sitting there reading like, what the shit is this? We're definitely needed. And it was a time where I was scrolling on TikTok because heavy set, not heavy set, but she, she's, she got a body on her. And she did a video crying about how in her area is predominantly white. And she went to this person to teach her how to tie, teach her how to suspend or even suspend her. And he just straight up told her no. So now she's crying, trying to find other people. And I was like, yo, we're needed. We're definitely needed. Like we, we need to show that we can be suspended and by other black women, heavy bottoms can be not heavy bottoms. But plush bodies can be suspended. Like, and we still look bomb and rope. We're showing that. And I love what we're doing. I really do. When you said heavy bottoms, I thought you meant fat asses. Just by the way, I was like, oh yeah, that, that's sounds, that sounds like something I need to know. That fat asses can't I mean, be suspended. Fat ass, listen, fat asses, juicy asses, all of that, big round booties, big booty girls, you know, all of them, they can definitely be suspended, okay? Because Lord knows my ass been suspended and tied. You ever get your ass tied and you take a picture and be like, damn, is this how fat my ass is? <laughs> You'd be shocked. Like, is, is this the wagon I'm dragging? Yeah, no, I, I get that. And I, I see what you mean by this space is needed. But to, to circle back a bit, the reason why I asked the question about are other folk allowed is I clearly say this is a podcast, you know, for Black people and, you know, other people as like a side, you know? And you would not believe how many DMs I get on a daily basis asking if I don't want to feature this white couple or this white triad. Or, I mean, this person was coming from a very good place, I guess, this white woman offering me her services as an assistant and access to her like pro accounts for some like streaming stuff and event planning and things. And I was just like, but... What did I ever say I wanted help? <laughs> Number one. Number two, did I what gave you the impression that I was doing this with white people? <laughs> and I just really had to know. And th there is a particular couple. They send me an email every couple of months. It's like they forget they email me requesting to be on the podcast. They have a whole pitch deck. A whole pitch deck. They've been doing this for 20 years. They're polyamorous. They're fantastic. They're all these things. And every time I write back, I do not accept white people on the podcast. Oh, but he's not really white. He's like, you know, like white, but from Europe. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, so you think that white from Spain white is a special white compared to other white? <laughs> or that white from France white is a special white compared to American white. I'm just trying to figure out why you thought that was a thing to bring up. I think the fact that, you know, race and ethnicity, they're beating people bad out there in these streets. Race, ethnicity, and nationality, they're not understood universally, which is why I brought it up. I was just like, I know what I experience, despite it being obvious what I have on the podcast. <laughs> so I wondered if you all experienced the same thing. And listen, you mentioned classes. Sign me up. What are we doing? Like, when are these classes happening? Tell me more about the classes. We we want their money, yes, but take my money too, because I want to know. I want to know. So we're going to be doing rope one-on-one classes soon. Um, you're going to be learning uh, the basic ties, um, single column, double column, um, different ways of doing single and double column, as well as um, a few basic knots for you to kind of learn and then when it's in person tying each other under supervision so i'm definitely excited about that mm -hmm. so what is something that someone just starting into rope needs like what's like a beginner's kit so a beginner kit would include three to four hanks of 30 feet rope emt or surgeon scissors they cut through rope like a hot knife through butter. So any issues that you may have, any emergencies that you may have, cut that loose. You can always buy new rope. You can't get another life. Um, there's also some basic um, 
books that's out here. The Naughty Boys have a um have a book that's out here. I know that's what I used. There's also some websites, the Dutchie. You also have Shibari Study, but I won't technically use Shibari Study as a one-on-one because they have a little bit more intricate than basic one there, but the Dutchie is pretty good. He has videos and pictorials for those who may not want to follow through video. That start and stop may get a little bit annoying, and then you start, stop, rewind. I thought I did it. Now you got pictorials, so you can always swipe or scroll up to try to go back. But the I would definitely uh, say the Dutchie, three hanks of rope, um, three to four hanks of rope, and some safety shears. Agreeable Agony have three hanks of 30-foot rope with an automatic pair of shears for $35. $30, $35. You can go to them directly through agreeableagony.com or through Etsy and shop and look for Agreeable Agony. That's with MFP rope. If you get it wet, you ain't got to worry about it. It's not like jute or hemp. Okay, so a hank would be like a bundle, right? Yes. Just so, I mean, yeah. I, talk, to, talk to me like I'm five, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hank is a bundle. Yeah, hank is like a bundle. If you use yarn, a skein, it'd be like a, cause we calling it a gotcha. skein. I crochet, so I kept calling it a skein at first. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. And so what length you said was that? 30 feet. You recommend? 30 mm-hmm. feet. So three 30 feet things of yes. rope. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And of course you mentioned agreeable agony, the naughty boys, the duchies. Yes. I'm going to include these things in the show notes for y'all on the website. Don't worry. Monogamishpod.com. That's why I'm making notes. So I make sure I got it. Um, and I will definitely mention this agreeable agony purchase bundle things. So you mentioned MFP rope versus jute versus these are all, I guess, different kinds of rope, which makes yes. sense. Cause you don't use fishing line for everything. No, no. Uh, jutes is very, I love jutes. Um, my favorite shop to get jute from at the present moment is Manawashi, M-Y-N-A-W-A-S-H-I. They're also on Etsy as well. You got four hanks for $30, no scissors. Gotcha, gotcha. Four hanks for $30. Okay, that, that sounds good as well. And so and I guess there are other kinds. So what are the main kinds of rope that you'll see out there? So you said MFP, there's jute. There's hemp, there's bamboo, there's posh, there's nylon. Um, I th- might be missing one or two, but I know those are the main ones that I like come across. What'd you say? Cotton. Cotton, yes. Ooh, yes. But cotton, uh, depending on the knots, you may want to definitely be careful because cotton is like tying with shoestring. With the rope period, everyone's going to have their preference. Yes. And they all have different, there's pros and cons to all of them. Um, so everyone has their preference. Everyone has what they like. Like I like jute, but I also get annoyed with all the fibers that end up all over my shirt. Oh yes. Right. I like MFP because the colors are bright and bold and beautiful. I like that silky feel hemp. You know what I mean? So everyone is going to have their own thing. Like posh is great. It's soft. It feels a certain way, but then it's also really strong. So that's what people like to use for suspension. It's also really expensive. Mm -hmm. So everyone rope is, Selecting your rope is a very personal <laughs> journey yes. and there are different reasons for why people like them. Uh, you know, sometimes if I'm tying with a bodysuit on that may be a little bit more silky, I'm probably going to use jute because the friction is, I'm going to be able to pull it tighter. If I'm tying, you know, it just depends on how I feel. If I'm tying in just a sports bra, I might use MFP because I want to feel that silky part on my skin, or I really like the way the brown looks against my skin. Mm -hmm. So there's all rope is a very, choosing your rope is a very personal journey. A lot of these sites do have like sample packages that you can get to along with your, um, you know, starter kit. So as you're figuring out what rope to use, you'll come across different things. And it just takes like, you know, check, Oh, can I touch your Like at an event, can I touch your rope? Mm -hmm. Do you mind letting me know where you got it from? Can I feel it? You know, those kind of things helps you kind of figure out what rope is best for you. Because I think even with the Naughty House, we all have different preferences for what we really Mm -hmm. like to use and what our go-to is for self-ties and for tying other people. And some of them come in some beautiful, oh my gosh, some beautiful colors. Of a, a, a good array of colors. Well, that's my next question. Just just as the last fun question for y'all, what is your favorite rope used for self-tie and for tying others. I know that, you know, some of you are budding rope tops. You may not have tied as many people as you would like yet, but I'm sure you have a preference so far. So 
let's start with plushy. I love natural fibers. So jute is like my number one. I also just enjoy how it feels on the skin. So, I mean, it just, you know, just does something for me. Um, but on also my, my, my close second nowadays is posh um, because I get the look um, and somewhat of the feel of um, natural, but it's a synthetic. Um, she's really strong, no flyaways. It just works well. I'm just really, uh, I'm enjoying how, you know, it, you know, it works when I'm handling it. So, yeah, so Jute and Posh are definitely my top two right now. All righty, all righty. Naughty. Uh, self-tying Jute, even with the even with the flyaways, <laughs> the Jute is my favorite. Tying other people because I'm about that brand is the golden brown MFP for me because it looks, it's Naughty House colors. It looks pretty against everyone's skin. And it's on brand. People know when they get tied with the brown and gold that it was for a Naughty House event. So I'm I'm on the MFP for Naughty House stuff. <laughs> all righty, all righty. Nafi, what about you? In the words of Tebow, I'm a rope slut. <laughs> rope slut. I got my rope <laughs> So, so far, I started with Jute. So, of course, Jute will always have a place in my heart. It definitely holds ties very well, and especially when it comes to those futamomos, because the way my thighs be trying to thigh, I'm trying to tell you, it, it, it holds. It needs to make sure that it can restrain <laughs> and not slip. So the jute is definitely working for me. I love it. I recently um, received some nylon and I love the colors of it. I love the silkiness of it, um, especially the neon, because I am a neon hoe. I love me some black lights. And I just love those in the colors, because I know if I was to get those neon colors in jute, it would not pop the same. So I'm definitely grateful for both. They, I mean, like Nadi said, it, it, they both serve its purpose. Um, I know tying other people, it's always been uh, jute or MFP. So I have some of those as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you so much for telling me that. I appreciate it. So one last thing from y'all. Tell me about this event. You said 45 people. It's November 12th. There's a vetting form. Is it closed? Like, is the vetting form closed? Are we not accepting any more clients right now? Like, what is happening? Shabari and S'mores is the theme. There are like 10 spots. I'm not, no hyperbole. (laughs) There are maybe 10 spots. So if you're listening to this, I don't know when this comes out, Jen, you're probably going to miss it. Um, But but yeah, so November 12th, Baltimore, Shabari and S'mores, um, all of the Naughty House events are rope and events, meaning we invite you to um, experience rope in your kinky scenes. So, you know, if you are used to doing impact and fire and all these fun things, how about you throw some handcuffs on there with some supervision? If you're not used to tying, let one of us supervise you making the handcuffs um, and add that to your to your scene. Or if you are very familiar with rope, go ahead and throw that chest harness on and then do some suspension on a person. So uh, Naughty House events are rope and events. Um, yeah, we're excited about it. The vetting form, the link in the bio. But again, it, there's like 10 spots left, seriously. <laughs> so good luck. <laughs> May the odds ever be in your favor. Of course, by the time this episode comes out, it's not going to be too late, y'all. It's coming out. You know, this event was recorded on the 18th. The episode's coming out a week later. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. So you might still have a spot. I can't promise you anything. But, you know, I know I know the founders. So I can check and see how many spots are left if you really want to go. Just saying. <laughs> so thank you all so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Look forward to, of course, sharing more of your amazing content getting tied and turned on. Thank you very much. And I will include the links to where you can find Naughty, Plushy, and Nephi and Alicad, who again, sorry she couldn't be here, but next time in the detailed show notes at monogamishpod.com. So thanks again, everyone. Have a great night. Once again, I would love to thank the founding four for joining me on the podcast today. You can, of course, find the links to where to find them in the detailed show notes at monogamishpod.com. I have to tell you the truth, though. Unfortunately, their event, November 12th, yeah, it sold out yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. 
I know it sucks. This was a possibility. We talked about it. But yeah, the event is sold out. I don't think there's a wait list, but I mean, there'll be other events, I guess. Let's be hopeful. Um, So now that we've talked about the Naughty House and their event on November 12th, let's talk about where you can find the pod out there in the ether. Of course, we talked about monogamishpod.com to get all the detailed show notes. I do post videos from episodes on YouTube. I'm also trying some different things with Anchor just to test something out. If someone's willing to be like a subscriber on Anchor, let me know. I just want to see how things look for you. Just saying. Anchor.fm slash monogamishpod. That's where I do all my hosting and stuff. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at monogamishpod. You can send emails to me at monogamishpod at gmail.com. You can support the podcast financially by, of course, dropping money into my cash app or my Venmo or buying me a coffee. Have you met Jen? That's my name and all those things. That really helps to keep this podcast alive. I am, again, getting close to the 100th episode. I do have several other episodes recorded, but not edited as yet. So the 100th episode will happen this year. That much I can promise you. I have a lot more free time coming up in November so I can make some things happen. Be grateful. Um, you can buy merch to support MonogamishBot at monogamishbot.threadless.com. I'm also looking into another merch site just so you know for the future. You can subscribe to the Patreon to get bonus episodes, tidbits, clips. Uh, Patreon.com slash monogamishpod is an 18 plus platform. Some things on there are a little risque. So you definitely have to type it out. Patreon.com slash monogamishpod. You can't just like search for us on there. That's just how that works. Sorry about it. You can subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. We're on Podbean, Podbay, Stitcher. Um, I said we're on YouTube, right? I post videos on there. Apple Podcasts, you know, subscribe leave a review you can also rate us on spotify i appreciate that like really appreciate that feel kind of out of touch like with this i'm like oh wait i haven't done one of these in a while like am i forgetting anything i try to do these on the fly like i do have a list of things i know i have to hit all the time but like i'm also doing this on the fly y'all know me i forget things um the newsletter drops at the end of every month or sometimes on the very first day of the new month you can subscribe to our newsletter at monogamishpod.substack.com and you can see all things that happened the previous month any events hot stories you know hotels coming up um it is halloweeny you know halloween is this weekend so i want everyone to be safe out there at the parties just so you know there is a party happening this weekend in the dmv area Ho Hive is putting on a really great event in Baltimore. If you're in the DMV and you want to go, go ahead, go. And there's some other parties happening in New York and all over the place. So wherever you are out there doing, be safe, be responsible, get consent, you know, all that jazz. Uh, my birthday is also coming up. So that's like slightly exciting, but also maybe not because your girl is tired. I've been working a lot. You know that. But for my birthday right now, I have no official plans to celebrate. I'm currently thinking about what my signature cocktail will be so that's what's happening in my brain at the moment plans for the day maybe go to a little restaurant i like for some basic ass like lunch happy hour kind of vibes (laughs) so that's 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 where i'm at but otherwise you can also feel free to wish me happy birthday by just sending me money that's what i like so send money thanks (laughs) for my birthday because yeah we gotta keep the wine budget we gotta keep the wine budget and the tequila budget in this house like fully stocked at all times but i think that's all i have for you this week thanks again so much like i said to the naughty house it was a really great conversation i love all the people involved in this project so it is fantastic and so once again i'm jen this is monogamish pod and you have a great night and happy spooky season bye everyone <laughs>